Hello, active and inactive listeners, you monarchs here to behold this swelling scene. I'm Dob Birch, and this is my colleague and artist in arms, Madeline Waddle. Hi. Today, we've got another installment in ART's Much Ado About Nothing. Also in the studio today is Arden County's own Nathan Detroit, Wink Tittle. We're talking large-scale participatory artworks, investigating the local music scene, and always giving you the skinny on this week's arts events. All right here on the Horned Moon Presents. The Horned Moon Presents broadcasts on 96.5 KMEW. Wow. The Cat. Bringing up-to-date arts coverage to Milford Haven, Padua, Verona, Elsa, Noor, and the unincorporated area of Rome. There's a lot going on right now in Arden County Arts Community, so we're starting off with some updates from last week's events. Starting with the ART Q&A last Monday. At the request of Artistic Liaison, Mason Birch. You don't have to do that. Do what? You don't have to say his title every single time you say his name. I think we should, for clarity, for the listeners. Here's the clarity the listeners need. Mason Birch has never held any title for more than 18 months, so don't commit it to memory. Unnecessary Dobbins. Setting aside Dobbs' fraternal rivalry, here's a recap of submission requirements for those of you that may be interested in directing for ART. Interested parties have a week to email Mason a resume and a show proposal. A final panel of five will be selected by the board for a future interview and show pitch. To clarify, again, for the listeners, does this mean the director is choosing the show, Waddle? Yes. As one of their many reforms, the art board will now be choosing a director along with a show rather than simply assigning a director to a show. The hope is that the new process will lead to a more enthusiasm and ownership from the production team. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. In other news, at last week's night at the studio, Claude Perkowski announced a collaboration with the Green Folk to create The Primrose Path, an interactive county-spanning work with a scope that truly boggles the mind. Even after hearing the presentation, I'm not sure how even to describe it. Waddle? It is a work that's going to take shape throughout the months they are working on it. We know it will have a performative element, that there will be moments for audience participation, and that there will be a splash zone for at least a portion of the path. When completed in June, community members will be allowed to follow a map and take a leisurely two-hour drive slash hike through Arden County and experience the full installation. The scope of this undertaking is massive, and with that in mind, for the next six months, all proceeds from Claude's Nights at the Studio will fund the Primrose Path. Speaking of the Nights at the Studio, this week Claude will sit while participants get to try their hand at painting his portrait. Cost is $45 a person, and Claude is asking that all participants remember they are not to make eye contact with him at any time. All portraits created remain the property of Perkowski's studio and will be a permanent display entitled simply Portraits of the Artist as a Young Man. I can't wait to see that final display. This weekend is the Athenian Stalls Annual Battle of the Bands. 
Prelims through semifinals happen Saturday night beginning at 6 p.m. and the finals happen Sunday night at 7. Among many others, local favorites the Cattywampus Rumpus Room, the Peafowl, and the newly formed Peter Quince and the Dewcat 5 will compete. Wink Tittle has the odds and will take bets through Saturday at noon. Find him at the pool tables at the Athenian stalls. Dob, so much is happening on the art scene this week that we just have to discuss. I have so much to say. I wrote down notes. Discussion to come right after this. What unsolvable mysteries are keeping you up at night, Arden County? What secret things are being whispered about but never mentioned in broad daylight? Subscribe now to Arden County's newest periodical, The Devil's Charter Digest. Our team of crack reporters is dedicated to getting to the truth behind the rare and strange. What is that green light that hovers over Rome every other Thursday? Why do the chairs at the Athenian stalls all arrange themselves to face south overnight? Who is the little girl in red that haunts the Appian Way Bridge? We're giving you answers to these long-standing conundrums and more. Subscribe today or buy single issues of the Devil's Charter Digest at all your finer news tags. The truth is out there and we're reporting on it. All right, Tom. Let's get into this veritable smorgasbord of Arden County arts. First off, Claude Perkowski's collab with the Great Folk. First impressions. Claude and collaboration aren't words that normally go together, so my first impression is shock. The scope of this project and the ambitious vision they unveiled are really exciting. Almost beyond the bounds of imagination exciting. So hard to see it all coming to fruition. I mean... I don't know what I find more exhilarating, the prospect of Lucretia Page and Claude Krakowski's creative forces combining in new and amazing ways, or the golden orchard on Pete Neptune's property. Just think of it, Dob, one acre of gold pear trees. It's going to be unparably divine. Boo. <laughs> I'm still hazy on that bit of it, though. Are they planning on literally spray painting an orchard? Yes. But it's with a non-toxic, biodegradable food paint, so it won't harm the plants nor waste the pears. I just think it's going to look amazing. Golden trees stretching out in their neat and orderly rows, as if Pete's Orchard isn't already one of the most beautiful, most romantic places in Arden County. I didn't know the orchards were open to the public. Oh, Pete was kind enough to give me a tour a few weeks ago. And I can tell you, it was quite breathtaking then, and I think as a part of this work, it's going to literally glitter. Well, I look forward to seeing it then. For my own part, I think the most exciting part of this piece is simply the fact that it will be involving so much of the community. Not just geographically, but also the project is open to anyone who'd like to participate. I understand that, as well as the larger work, there's going to be a lot of smaller pieces that can be created at home. So we're going to keep our eyes open for that, and we will share those opportunities with you as they come up. That is a really interesting segment of the work. So throughout the time frame wherein Primrose Path is being created, there will be small, semi-performative works the entire community will be asked to participate in. The first of these was actually announced at last week's meeting and begins today. For the rest of this week, Arden County residents are encouraged to 
curl your toes when your soul is touched. And we want to know just what is touching your soul this week, so let us know via email or on the socials just what's got your toes in a twist. Already today, I've curled my toes three times, Stop. Three times? Is that excessive? No. How many times have you curled yours? Um, none. You are this far into your day and your soul hasn't been touched once. What kind of monster are you? My soul doesn't really react to breakfast toast or my morning commute or reading a bunch of work emails about the cake in the break room. Oh, my toes definitely curled for that cake. It had a raspberry jam between layers and I think a drizzle of Neptune's honey. No, it was from Clift Overs, and you know he's a Valmont Hives man. I certainly did not. What else curled your toes today, Waddle? Well, when I left my house this morning, there was a particularly perfect crocus coming up in my garden, just barely peeking up through the snow. Immediate toe curl. The cake, of course. And I got a particularly sweet phone call from a friend just before tonight's show. And you classified all of that as toe curl worthy? What can I say, Dob? I have a very sensitive soul. That is accurate. After this week concludes, we expect more interactive elements to be announced as the installation continues. In addition to Neptune's Golden Orchard, other portions of the Primrose Path include a poetry trail, a portal to another dimension, and when the installation is complete, what Perkowski is calling the Grand Cacophony. When all the churches in Arden County have agreed to ring their bells at the same time for a full, and I would hazard excruciating, 15 minutes. So buckle up, listeners, because you are in for the artistic ride of a lifetime. The other very exciting thing coming up this week is the Battle of the Bands, and our guest today, Wink Tittle, asked us to do a little bit of a PSA on current betting. The Cattywampus Rumpus Room has been undefeated for the past three years, so they are the odds-on favorite. But odds-on Peter Quince and the Duke Cap 5 are looking better today, and they certainly are my pick. The Battle of the Bands is always a highlight of the year. Theo Snout's wrist has finally recovered, so he'll be back on the skins for the Peafowl, which means Pete Neptune won't be playing in three of the competing bands, only two. This unfortunately has somewhat lowered the odds for the Peafowl, which is not really fair to Snout, who's always been considered a competent drummer. The Duke Cat 5 is really wreaking havoc with everything, as their supergroup status means there are multiple musicians appearing in more than one group. Pete Neptune and Celia Tittle both play for CRR and the Duke Cat 5, and Cliff Dover is the bassist for the Five and the Peafowl. There's just so much musical talent in Arden County. I think we all know the real winners for the Battle of the Bands are going to be those of us in the audience enjoying the fantastic performances. Absolutely, Dob. Lastly, we want to give an update on the Mott Cabbage Nuptials. We do? They are still cancelled. However, Viola and Benedict are still together and very much in love. This is not something our listeners need to know, Waddle. But it is something they want to know. If, it, if you say so. I know so. We've been flooded with messages. Eno Fardis tweeted, The Cabbage Mott wedding is off. True love is a myth and romance is permanently cancelled. That is an overreaction to a stranger's wedding. Oh, not a stranger. EF is the handle for Ben's brother Thomas. Okay, then just a really weird overreaction to your brother's wedding. We also heard from King Pry I Am, who said, 
Ben and Viola dodged a bullet. Nothing kills romance quicker than feeling the weight of the ball and chain. A bit of a dissenting viewpoint from general public sentiment. And he to Hecuba weighed in with this tweet. If the wedding's off, when will we get a chance to do the chicken dance? My question exactly. All of these people are way over-invested in this. We haven't even gotten to Gloucester's eyes and Charmian Bear 23's thoughts. And sadly, we're not going to get to them because it's time for you to get over to Studio C as we shift gears to ART's Much Ado About Nothing. We're back today with the introduction of some of the best characters in all of Shakespeare, Dogberry and The Watch. Here's the next installment of Much Ado About Nothing, Good and True. It was the night before the wedding, and I couldn't sleep. I was so excited, like a child at Christmas. And I couldn't sleep for very different reasons. There seemed to be very few people who slept that night. And by sheer dumb luck, that included the only ones capable of unraveling Don John's plot. It has to be said that they have never proven capable of much else. But they were my heroes that night, though I certainly didn't know it. The Neighborhood Watch. Watching the neighborhood. Apprehending criminals. Saving us both. <clears throat> Are you good men and true? Yea, or else it were pity but they should suffer salvation body and soul. Nay, that were a punishment too good for them if they should have any allegiance in them being chosen for the prince's watch. Well, give them their charge, neighbor Dogberry. Come hither, neighbor Seacole. God hath blessed you with a good name. To be a well-favored man is the gift of fortune. But to write and read comes by nature. <clears throat> Both which, Master Constable, I <laughs> You have. I knew it would be your answer. Well, for your favor, sir, why give God thanks and make no boast of it? And for your writing and reading, let that appear when there is need for such vanity. This is your charge. You shall comprehend all vagrom men. You are to bid any man stand in the prince's name. How if I will not stand? Why, then, take no note of him, but let him go, and presently call the rest of the watch together, and thank God that you are rid of a knave. If he will not stand when he is bidden, he is none of the prince's subjects. True. And they are to meddle with none but the prince's subjects. You shall also make no noise in the streets, for the watch to babble and to talk is most tolerable, and not to be endured. We will rather sleep than talk. We know it belongs to a watch. Why, you speak like an ancient and most quiet watchman, for I cannot see how sleeping should offend. 
If you meet a thief, you may suspect him by virtue of your office to be no true man. And for such kind of men, the less you meddle or make with them, why, the more is for your honesty. If we know him to be a thief, shall we not lay hands on him? Truly, by your office you may, but I think they that touch pitch will be defiled. The most peaceable way for you, if you do take a thief, is to let him show himself what he is and steal out of your company. If you hear a child cry in the night, you must call to the nurse and bid her still it. How if the nurse be asleep and will not hear us? Why then depart in peace and let the child wake her with crying? This is the end of the charge. You are to present the prince's own person. If you meet the prince at night, you may stay him. Nay, by our lady, that I think I cannot. Marry not without the prince be willing, for indeed the watch ought to offend no man, and it is an offense to stay a man against his will. By our lady, I think it be so. Well, masters, good night. And there be any matter of weight chances, call up me. Keep your fellow's counsels and your own, and good night. Come, neighbor. Well, masters, we hear our charge. Let's go sit here upon the church bench until two, and then all to bed. One more word, honest neighbors. I pray that you watch about Signor Leonato's door, for the wedding being there tomorrow, there is a great coil tonight. Adieu. <clears throat> Be vigilant, I beseech you. While these stalwart men and true stood guard, Don John's pals met to congratulate themselves on tricking me. What, Conrad? Peace, stir not. Uh, Conrad, I say, stand thee close under this penthouse, for it drizzles rain, and I will, like a true drunkard, utter all to thee. Some treason masters yet stand close. Therefore know I have earned of Don John a thousand ducats. Is it possible <laughs> that any villainy should be so dear? Thou shouldst rather ask if it were possible any villainy should be so rich. For when rich villains have need for poor ones, poor ones may make what price they I will. I wonder at it. That shows thou art unconfirmed. Thou knowest that the fashion of a doublet or a hat or a cloak is nothing to a yes, man. the fashion is the fashion. Tush, I may as well say the fool's a fool, but seest thou not what a deformed thief this fashion is? I know that deformed. I has been a vile thief this seven year. I remember his name. Didst thou not hear? No, it was the vein on the house. Know that I tonight wooed Margaret, <laughs> the lady hero's gentlewoman, 
by the name Hero. She leans me out her mistress chamber window, bids me a thousand good times good night, and I tell this tale vilely. I should first tell thee how the prince, Claudio, and my master, planted and placed and possessed by my master, Don John, saw this amiable account. And thought they Margaret was hero? Two of them did, the prince and Claudio, but the Devil, my master, knew she was Margaret, and partly by his oaths, which first possessed them, partly by the dark night, which did deceive them, but chiefly by my villainy, which did confirm and slander that Don John had made. Away went Claudio enraged, swore he would meet her as he was appointed the next morning at the temple, and there, before the whole congregation, shame her with what he saw overnight and send her home again without a husband. <laughs> and there it might have ended, but for the watch. We charge you in the prince's name. Uh, stand? Call up the right master constable. We have here recovered the most dangerous piece of lechery that was ever known in the Commonwealth. And one deformed is one of them. You'll be made bring deformed forth, I warrant you. Never speak. We charge you. Let us obey you to Don't go come, with us. We'll obey you. And so those brave men marched the villains, Conrad and Baraccio, off. If only they'd brought them to me or the prince. The next day might have gone differently. But if things had gone differently, I might have married you before I knew you. The next morning, I took forever to get dressed. I didn't know how I could look at you again. It took me forever to get dressed, too. But that was more because Margaret and Beatrice couldn't stop interfering. Troth, I think your other rabata were better. No, pray thee, good Meg, I'll wear this. By my troth's not so good, and I warrant your cousin will say so. My cousin's a fool, and thou art another. I'll wear none but this. Your gown's a most rare fashion, in faith. God give me joy to wear it, for my heart is exceeding heavy. Twill be heavier soon by the weight of a man. Fie upon thee, art not ashamed. Of what, lady? Of speaking honorably? Is not marriage honorable in a beggar? Is not your lord honorable without marriage? Is there any harm in the heavier for a husband? <laughs> None, I think. And it be the right husband and the right wife. Otherwise, tis light and not heavy. Ask my lady Beatrice, else here she comes. Good morrow, cuz. Good morrow, sweet hero. Why, how now? Do you speak in the sick tune? By my troth, I am exceeding ill, hey-ho. For a hawk, a horse, or a husband. What means the fool, Trow? Nothing I, but God said to everyone there, heart's desire. These gloves the Count sent me, they are an excellent perfume. I am stuffed, cousin, I cannot smell. A maid and stuffed. <laughs> There's goodly catching of cold. Get you some of this distilled Carduus Benedictus and lay it to your heart. It is the only thing for a qualm. There thou prickst her with a thistle. Benedictus. Why Benedictus? 
You have some moral in this moral. Benedictus? No, by my troth, I have no moral meaning. You may think, perchance, that I think you are in love. Nay, by our lady, I cannot think, if I would think my heart out of thinking, that you are in love, or that you will be in love, or that you can be in love. Yet, Benedict was such another, and now is he become a man. He swore he would never marry, and yet now, in despite of his heart, he eats his meat without grudging. And how you may be converted, I know not. But methinks you look with your eyes as other women do. What pace is this that thy tongue keeps? Not a false gallop. Madam, withdraw. The prince, the count, Signor Benedict, Don John, and all the gallants of the town are come to fetch you to church. Help to dress me, good cuz, good Meg, good Antonia. And as we headed to the church, my father was already entertaining guests. Poor dad. He can be a very frazzled host at times. He may have gone into the wrong profession. That's what I mean. He cares too much about doing it well. Hosting his daughter's wedding? He may have felt more pressure than I did. He wanted everything to be perfect. Catering, decorating, welcoming the guests. Which means when the brave men and true of the watch tried to report to him on the nefarious doings of the night... He was preoccupied. What would you with me, honest neighbor? Mary, sir, I would have some conference with you that discerns you nearly. Brief, I pray you, for you see it is a busy time with me. Mary, this it is, sir. Yes, in truth it is, sir. What is it, my good friends? Good men virgies, sir, speaks a little off the matter. An old man, sir, and his wits are not so blunt as, God help, I would desire they were, but in faith, honest as the skin between his brows. Neighbors, you are tedious. It pleases your worship to say so, but we are the poor duke's officers, but truly, for mine own part... If I were as tedious as a king, I could find in my heart to bestow it all of your worship. All thy tediousness on me, huh? I would fain know what you have to say. Mary, sir, our watch tonight, excepting your worship's presence, had ta'en a couple of as errant knaves as any in Messina. A good old man, sir. He will be talking, as they say, when the age is in, the wit is out. Well, uh, God's a good man, and, and two men ride of a horse. One must ride behind an honest soul in faith, sir. By my troth, he is as ever broke bread. But God is to be worshipped all all men are not alike, alas, good neighbor. Indeed, neighbor, I must leave you. One word, sir. Our watch, sir, hath indeed comprehended two auspicious persons, and we would have them this morning examined before your worship. Take the examination yourself and bring it to me. I am now in great haste, as may it may appear unto you. It shall be suffigent. Drink some wine before you go. Farewell. 
Go, good partner, go. Uh, get you to Francis Seacole. Bid him bring his pen and inkhorn to the jail. We are now to examination these men. And we must do it wisely. We will spare for no wit, I warrant you. If my father had not been so distracted, but he had a wedding to be at, and never would he have dreamed. None of us could have suspected. No one but Don John could have dreamed up anything so convoluted and so cruel. Knowing nothing, hopeful, joyful, we went to the church. I wish from this point forward I could change the story. Fast forward, or better yet, erase what came next. What came next was we all grew up. The fairy tale ended, and the real story began. I am taking back everything I've said. Wink Tittle is Dogberry. Hilarious. We actually get to talk with Wink today, but here's the first line of the Wink. Are you good men and true? Mention the line of the week at the Morning Lark Diner for half off their waffle of the week. This week's waffle is the Dogberry, a sweet vanilla waffle smothered in peanut butter topped with a warm mixed berry compote and sliced bananas. Now to today's interview with audience and betting man's favorite, Wink Tittle. Dov Waddle, always a pleasure. Now, Wink, I like to get the dirty laundry out of the way first thing. You're carrying a pretty heavy line load in this production. How much does that have to do with your friendship with the director and artistic liaison, Mason Birch? Well, Dob, I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that not a lot of men auditioned for this one. Uh, the odds were in my favor. True, and I don't think anyone would suggest you weren't right for the roles, and no offense is meant. Nobody does slippery quite like you, and your Don John really creeps me out. Well, I will take that as a compliment. You do have a skill for the sinister. All of it acting, I assure you. Make believe. Of course, of course. I don't doubt it for a second. Uh, but do you think that there's any typecasting happening with your propensity to play villains? Oh, I just think that most people are too afraid to investigate their, uh, well, shall we say, their, their darker side. I don't think I'm particularly gifted. I, I'm just willing to find the places where Don John and I a line. I hope you're not saying that you identify in any way with Don John. Wada, let me ask you, are, are you familiar with Carl Jung? Uh, passing. Well, you know, he came up with this concept in psychology called the shadow. And it's all the deep, dark parts of us that we're not really conscious of, maybe because we don't want to be. And, you know, he says... The more you suppress that shadow, the stronger it gets. So really, in embracing some of my unconscious villainous tendencies, I'm actually making myself a better person, not letting the shadow control me. Wow. 
How does the shadow though feel about um, you know, Ben Mott's been playing a lot more villains recently. He's got McBee and now he's got Baraccio. He's kind of coming in on your territory. Does that mean the the shadow within Wink Tittle is going to get stronger and stronger? Oh no, it's a personal journey. It's a personal I'm not competing with anybody but myself in my uh path to self-discovery and enlightenment. At the risk of bringing up a, a sore spot, um do you feel at all like perhaps part of the reason you were cast in these roles or perhaps why you are so comfortable with the shadow, as you say, is because of your position as the, uh, the shadow brother of the Tittle family? <laughs> oh, of course not. You know, my brother Simon and I are on the best of terms and we always have been. Now, there's a certain scrutiny you're under as a Tittle in this county. Yeah, the tittle tulip fortune collapsed under my grandfather's watch long, long ago. But there are still people that look at us and, and think that somehow we, we need to be responsible leaders of this community. Eh, I'm not worried about any of that. The tittle name is everywhere in this county. Tittle Street in Elsa. Tittle Town Square in Nora. Tittle Tower in downtown Padua. The Marcus Tittle Memorial Legion 21 baseball field in Milford Haven. The Arthur Tittle Memorial Pediatric Center at Arden County Hospital. The Eudora Tittle Library at Arden County Community College. The Tina Tittle Tulip Fields outside of Rome. Yeah, 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 yeah. The name is everywhere. And so is the pressure. You know, the, the Tittles were the family for much of Arden County's history, but things change. Inevitably, irrevocably, things change, and the fortunes of the Tittle family change along with them. Now, nobody can expect Simon and I to act like we're the, the robber barons of the 19th century. Fair enough. I mean, I suppose no one expected you to become a lovable Dickensian ne'er-do-well, but it does seem to be serving you well as the brother to Pete Neptune's lovable Don Pedro. Well, uh, I would call that an astute assessment, Waddle. So you haven't continued the family legacy of horticultural excellence, which I really don't blame you since it skipped a generation at this point. But you are quite the dynamic economic engine in Arden County. You really jump-started what's become the county's second biggest industry after organic farming, illegal gambling rings. What can you tell us about that? Well, uh, not a whole lot, considering the illegal component to all that. All right, but there is the part that we do talk about on air. Your gambling ventures do intersect with ART. Isn't there a conflict of interest for you in auditioning and taking bets on the outcome of auditions? Uh, well, now... I'm not going to throw an audition to, to wreck the odds. When it comes to ART, I'm as above board as anybody who's doing something distinctly under the table can be. And what about the rumors that your friendship with Mason Birch puts all of this under a microscope? Artistic liaison, Mason Birch. Artistic liaison, Mason Birch. Puts all of this under a microscope and the chance of some sort of corruption emitting, erupting even, from the combination of you, him, the art board, and the lucrative bookmaking on art auditions. I've never heard any such rumor. <laughs> Neither have I. Now, you look, just did. 
artistic liaison Birch is a good guy. And he always has been. Now, frankly, I expect more in the way of corruption from from the bias that, um, well, half of this program shows against Mason than from the fact that I'm in his show. Here, here. I think you're right on the money. No. Let's talk about you for a second. He's your brother. Don't you think you should treat him with some fraternal care and grace and understanding? Maybe if he found some responsibility somewhere, but he's an irresponsible idiot. Look, compared to my brother Simon, I'm an irresponsible idiot. I am, as Waddle so aptly put it, a ne'er-do-well. But you know what? I'm also a good uncle. I bring the kids the best gifts, and I show up when it counts. I'm always there for Simon when he's in a jam. And to be honest, I look up to the guy. I respect that he's so respectable. I couldn't take it for five minutes. <laughs> that would be a real challenge for me. Doing the whole nine to five thing, being the artistic liaison. And personally, Simon, he had to come to terms with the fact that I am never going to take him up on his offer to work at Helicanus. That wasn't easy for him. But he took it with, with grace. And with heart, I just think that you and Mason could be the same with just a little bit of effort. Look, I am happy to be the awesome uncle when Mason has some kids, uh, but that would involve staying with a woman for any length of time. Um, and, I mean, I think we all know that it would be a really bad idea for Mason and I to work together. So, no, I haven't offered him a job here. Uh, but. I don't know. Maybe. Someday. Oh, come on, man. If he has kids, if he stays with a woman, you keep moving those goalposts and you're going to be old and gray and without a brother. I, I say there's no time like the present. I mean, he's already artistic liaison. What's the guy got to do to impress you, dog? He doesn't have to impress me. Well, maybe you should tell him that. Well, I never said I didn't love him. I think I actually said the opposite. He's my brother, but I don't have to like him, and I don't have to respect what he's doing. Let's shift gears a little. Besides ART, what Arden County events can people currently wager on? Well, of course, nothing officially. But you can just about always find me by the pool tables at the Athenian stalls, and... Well, I'm always open to all types of conversations and, and speculations about a variety of happenings. Now, right now, there are a lot of conversations coming in about what Dob has christened the Battle of the Bees. Who will have higher honey sales this quarter? Valmont Hives or Neptune's Honey? Neptune's Honey, obviously. Yeah, well, actually, you'd think that. But it's 
really difficult to call so far. I mean, Valmont certainly has the upper hand in terms of a, a higher price point and, and brand recognition. You know, people are really comfortable buying something they're familiar with, so they can jack up the price a bit. But Pete has this folksy charm, and, and he's undercutting them every step of the way. Those lower prices are going to start to cultivate some brand loyalty. I mean, the odds for this one change daily hourly sometimes it's like game stock out there can it can uh can you put me down for pete will sell the most but agatha will make the most pete will sell the most he's going to move the most units yes that's what but saying. agatha's still going to make more money off of it ah that's an interesting take um i'll have to configure the odds on that one and and i'll get back to you i don't have my abacus with me at the moment i can't believe um, that you would bet against pete in any capacity i'm just looking at what seems the most likely i think they're going to do pretty well i think pete's going to edge out but it's the lower prices agatha's got um you know much less overhead she didn't have to start as much from scratch pete neptune is a winner on all fronts I don't know, Dob, Dob's putting some thinking in there. That's a dangerous man. Well, let me ask you this, Dob. Now that we've got you uh, nice and in the mood to put some wagers on stuff, uh, what's your take on this uh, Cabbage Mott wedding? On? Off? Somewhere in between? I think it's nobody's business. Oh, no, where's the fun in that? I mean, it's currently off. Currently off. On a technicality. Yeah, that's the official word, but... There's still a lot of folks wagering otherwise. There's money moving under the table. Now, I'm not sure at what point we can even call in the bets. Uh, I suppose technically, if one of them dies, uh, you know, we'll know for sure there'll never be a wedding. But, but really, if you think about it, how are we defining wedding? Uh, in some states, they might be married already, for all we know. Um, I, I'm getting carried away. You can see how this whole business is 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 quite a mire uh, once you get caught in all those thorny details about what is a wedding, what is not a wedding, what is honey, what is not honey. I th I think the uh, I think the more people bet on whether the wedding is going to happen or not, the less likely the wedding is. So. Mm. But we also have the Battle of the Bands coming up. Oh. God, that is a tricky one. And that's thanks to a lineup with a lot of personnel overlaps. You two pointed that out earlier on the program. Now, I'm interested, Waddle, as to why you are so invested in the Ducat 5. Are you sitting on some uh, insider information that maybe I should be aware of? Inside? I'm not in the group. You don't uh, shake a tambourine or... Uh, shriek along at rehearsals, go on a coffee run or two, none of that? No, I don't. I just think it's obvious that a group with many great Arden musicians would be better than a group with only one or two great Arden musicians. Well, there just might be something to that. Now, Wink, um, I know we're old friends, but we did make a commitment this season to be a little bit more hard-hitting. So I have to ask you about your recent arrest in connection with the Centuria Kinder Egg smuggling ring. You have been misinformed, 
Dobb. You can check the arrest report. The records are public. I was arrested for trespassing at the Lycordia number nine mine. I know nothing about any smuggling ring. But the Lycordia number nine is a place of interest in the investigation into the Kinder Egg smuggling ring. So what? A guy can't trespass at an abandoned mine these days unless he's trafficking in illegal confectionery? I suppose, but I guess that does uh, beg the question, why exactly were you trespassing? Now, my attorney says I can't actually discuss that until after the trial concludes. But the important thing for anyone and everyone listening to hear is that I don't know anything about any 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 smuggling ring or I have no connection to the, the Centuria. And to be quite frank, I'm not even sure that they exist. Everyone knows the Centuria exists. As a fraternal order. I suppose you are right, Waddle, and that is all that any of us should say about that. Amen. Well, let's end this on a slightly brighter note. Aside from your conversations at the Athenian stalls, you also have a side hustle as the great Xerxes, a master of ledger domain available for birthday parties and bar mitzvahs. Now, it's been some time since I caught the act. Anything new up your sleeve? There's never anything up my sleeve, Waddle, but this year I am debuting a new and mystifying act. It's called the Duplicating Doll. And so far in my focus groups, the reactions have ranged from amazement to horror, which in the Society of American Magicians we call the sweet spot. I'm assuming this is some sort of doll that somehow duplicates itself. Right in front of your very eyes. Samantha duplicates herself 12 times. Right in front of our eyes. Right in front of your eyes. Uh, Well, it is a complicated story involving the childless toy maker that carved the doll, the image of his um, deceased sister that he modeled the doll on, and uh, some sort of ancient enchantment. You can read all about it in my upcoming interview for the Devil's Charter Digest. I think I'll read that in the daylight hours. I'm already getting chills just talking about it. Probably for the best. Well, then, I guess there's nothing left but to get to the Shakespeare question. Waddle? All right. Well, today's question comes from Cymbeline. What is the matter, Trow? What is the matter, Trow? What is the matter, Trow? I think I will have to consult with my counsel before I answer that question. A wise response from someone in your position and predicament. We'll be back next week with the next installment, Much Ado About Nothing, and an interview with our Benedict, Claude Perkowski. Until then, this show is our show. And these dogs are my dogs. (laughs) We're Waddle. And Dob. And this has been The Horned Moon Presents.
The Horned Moon Presents is written by Merlin Cusell and directed and produced by me, Marshall B. Garrett. Merlin plays Waddle and I play Dobb. Our guest this week is Tyler Dale, playing Wink Tittle. Our music is by J. Andrew Dickinson and mixed by Eric Bostick. If you like our show, please do what you do when you like podcasts. Rate us, review us, tell your friends all about us. Now fare you well, for now our show is done. Until next week, when wedding day has come. Ours be your patience, friends, and yours our parts. Your gentle ears lend us and take our hearts. Don't forget to curl your toes when your soul is touched, and we'll see you next week.